Welcome to the Racing with Jason podcast. Jason Carter along with Steve McCullough. Hello. And we are coming off a completely dark weekend here in Arizona, Steve. Yeah, uh, unusual, right? Yeah, unusual, but it is the summer months. Uh, hot. Glad we weren't at the racetrack this uh, past weekend. 115 degrees, man. I could not do it. And it's crazy that there are probably some fans out there that actually would. And um, I, yeah, I mean, we were racers. Racers would be doing it. Well, not a lot of racers. We saw that from a few weeks <laughs> yeah. ago. But, I mean, you, know, you get those diehard fans. They come out at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. And they're, they're wearing jeans yeah. and long sleeve shirts. They're like, oh, let's go racing. It's and like, they're you guys gr- are crazy. And they're grilling in the parking lot. Insane. <laughs> Insane. I, I, I couldn't do it. it uh, but you know what I you know what I found out, Jason, is there are flowers in this world. The sun sets, you know, normally. It, it's amazing what, what this world happens when you're not at a racetrack. How does a sunset night. look when it's not over a racetrack? Is it still pretty? <laughs> right? Because <laughs> yeah. I feel like every week we're at the racetrack. What does it look like when it's not at a racetrack you know, on a Saturday it, night? It looks, it looks the same, surprisingly enough. So, yeah, it's just uh, amazing that the world... There's a world outside of the racetrack on a Saturday night. How dare you say that on the Racing with Jason podcast? It's in the name. The best part of it is, is a lot of people were inside. From what I could see, a lot of people were inside watching Sprint Indiana Sprint Week. Yep. The modified stuff. <laughs> so a lot of people were still watching racing. They were just doing it from inside their house. In their garages, working on the cars. Has <laughs> uh, definitely not a short week on the, uh, the news front. Uh, big news, I guess, for us. Uh, Friday night. Uh, I posted this on a Saturday morning, but Friday night, old Tony Stewart, T-Smoke, smoked some dude. At least tried to smoke some guy. Kind of grazed him in the yeah, air. Yeah, everybody's <laughs> saying you laid him out, but, uh, you know, as a kid that grew up around boxing and everything, it, it was a pretty weak left hook, and quite frankly, just hit the guy in the ear, which which actually is pretty painful. So Yeah, I mean, that, that would hurt my ear. I mean, you know, there's a reason why these junior boxers wear those little ear yes. covers, because that, that does hurt, but... Uh, <laughs> But yeah, not too sure exactly what happened on said video. We kind of caught it uh, dead last. Guess some guy was like, "Hey, look, there's Tony Stewart right here. I'm gonna get a you know picture of him. Want to get a video of him, you know, autographing my daughter's thing or whatever, probably or his son's hat." And uh, he wanted a video of it. And then some guy was talking smack to Tony. Yeah. Sounded like to me the guy said. Well, at first you see the video of Tony, you know, flipping the bird to the guy, you know, as he gives his little hero card back to said little ginger girl in the pink who's plugging her ears because she doesn't want to hear the cussing. And then, um, yeah, sad, sad. And then uh, I hear the guy say, I got two of those. So I don't know if the Uh, guy flipped him off or what. Okay. Yeah, no, no. So that's the thing. So the guy, the guy was saying something to the video I saw because I saw three of them. The one that had more to it was the guy said something to Tony that you cannot hear at all. Tony finishes signing, turns around, and all these people are like, whatever to the guy. And then Tony, you know, just shakes his head or whatever, flips the guy off, shakes his head, puts his pen cap on, turns around. So then the guy goes, I got two of these for you, Tony. So I'm assuming the guy flips him off with two fingers because Tony just flipped him off with one. Yeah, that's what it sounded like to me. The the guy gave him the old double bird, the old Stone Cold special. And then Tony... Apparently, after flipping the guy off, gets pissed off that the guy flips him off twice, storms through. My favorite part of that, if you watch that video, is there are people that are obviously in TSR Racing's camp. Like, one guy tries to butt-check Tony into a truck to keep him from going after the guy, <laughs> you know, and he misses and everything uh, over there. And then, and then Tony swings a left hand at him. So, I know you enjoy that stuff at a racetrack. I mean, I would enjoy it more if it wasn't in the pits, if it was... On the grant, or you know, on the front stretch, but obviously not going to fight a fan on the front stretch, right? 
Because the guy, I mean, to me, I think he's just a fan. The guy in the green, I don't think he's anything special. I mean, it looks like he's wearing probably a, looks like one of those BC Chasing 200 t-shirts. I don't think yeah, he's, he's a, a racing fan. He yeah. might not be a Tony Stewart fan. I, mean, I don't think he, he races on a deal. I don't know if Tony Stewart got into someone that night at the racetrack or what, but, but something I, was obviously said. But here's my thing, right? So, first of all, how does somebody... I've been I've been in that situation with Mike Martin when we sponsored him, where certain drivers would come walking into his pits, you know, and I I'd stand there and be like, hey, you know, take a deep breath before you go in there, you know, because it's not going to end well for you if you come in here, because I'm going to be the guy walking you out and throwing your ass out, you know, type of a thing. Yep. So you settle him down. Been there. Nobody nobody did that on, on Tony's team. They all kind of like egged it on, right? And then Tony flips the guy off first. Then he gets pissed off. The guy flips him off twice. Like what? Yeah, I don't know. My third takeaway on this is is one, wow, Tony's put on some weight. You know, oh, yeah. Hit I mean, some gym. Third, fourth, I don't think God damn me short. What is he? Five foot two? Oh, five foot eight? Driver. He is pretty wow. short. Yeah. Race Holy. car drivers aren't, aren't tall. I, you know but that. I know, but like, he really stood out as really small there compared to everybody else uh, standing around him right at that moment. So, but then, then fourth is why are you doing that? You have a long history. I'm just going to say it the way I always say it. You killed the guy in a track because of your anger. You have, have a history of hitting people. You have a history of all that stuff. You just like giving your money to other people. Yeah, like, I mean, it's definitely the guy's definitely going to be like, hey, I, I want money, right? I feel like the I feel like one that guy didn't even have to call a lawyer. Like a lawyer woke up Saturday morning if he didn't see it Friday night and <laughs> was <he> like, <laughs> yeah, it was like, hey, buddy, <laughs> we can get you some money. And then on the other side, I feel like, and I'm totally like being kind of funny about this, but I and I also feel like Tony's lawyers got up Saturday morning and went, well, let's get that uh, Tony hit a guy uh, form out, and it's just got it's just pre filled out, you know. You just have to put the guy's name on it and send it to him, type of a thing. But but yeah, I I know you like that stuff at a racetrack. I think it's childish and stupid, especially for a guy in Tony's stature because he, you know, he's not in NASCAR anymore, which which I didn't like when he was in NASCAR. He's still a car owner, but he's an owner. He owns divisions of racing. He owns sprint car teams. He owns a track. Like he's got a lot to lose. He hits the wrong guy wrong. Oh yeah, and he's got a lot to lose, and it's just stupid, especially when you flip the guy out first. And then you get mad that he flips you off twice. That's what makes me laugh the most about it is I could almost like justify, hey, Tony got pissed off. The guy flipped him off, you know, whatever. Stupid, but stupid, but I can still it's understand. It's just a fan. I mean, it's like the guy. I mean, I get, you know, if there's punches between two drivers and, you know, the drivers I are mean, different. say this year, I mean, we saw, you know, Dennis Gall and Mike Martin go out yeah. in the pits. You know, Dennis was mad because he felt like his life was put at risk. Well, not life, but he felt like, you know, Mike hurt him by flinging a rock up in his face. I mean, I would get that, but this guy's just a fan heckling you. No, no. If it's... you're going to get mad at every fan that gave Tony Stewart the bird, you're going to be mad at a lot of effing people and you're have a lot of punches to throw. I remember going to races and seeing many people in NASCAR land, you know, many rednecks out there with their Budweiser stuff and their Confederate flag shirts on just straight flipping the bird to Tony each and every time he passed. And Tony even said, man, this sucks. Everybody's flipping me off. Like maybe this is just built up aggression from, you know, Texas back in 2005 when he got flipped off. 265 times during the race. I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a failure to grow up and realize the situation that you're in is what it is. I mean, uh, and I get it, too. When I was 21, 22, somebody flipped me off. And you, you've seen me. I will warn people three or four times that they're doing something that I do not like. 
towards me, I will warn them three or four times before I start doing it. I mean, it's just, you know, just going back. And it's, you know, it's not just Tony. I get it. You know, I don't know. Drivers have a different attitude all around. But at some point, you got to wake up. You have too much at stake to lose. I mean, I'm not saying what if he connects with that guy? The guy has a stroke and dies right there on the right. track. Bloody nose. There goes all, nose. There goes Tony's track ownership. There goes all of that stuff, you know. All just disappears, and for what? And, and that's all my point is on it. And this is different than drivers, too. Is One is, how does nobody else walk up to that guy and just casually... Just be walk like, not him the away. place, not yeah. the time, dude. Like, just walk with walk with me. If he doesn't walk with you, then somebody else is grabbing that guy. Like if I was in that situation and and I was there and I was working for Tony, you know, and I was supporting Tony there, I would walk up to that guy, said something to him casually, calmly, said, Hey man, let's walk over here and you can talk to me about it and then I can talk to Tony about it or whatever. And if the guy wouldn't go with me, I'd be the guy pushing the guy, yelling at him, you know. And that type of a thing to, to keep it out of the situation type deal. So it's just amazing. Which leads me to my next thing. Did you see the video from Bowman Gray this weekend? Oh, my gosh. I swear that place. I mean, the only thing you ever see about Bowman Gray is all these vehicles. And these guys just tearing each other up with their cars. And real quick, before I do oh. you know, get back on this, yes. I do want to give a shout out to the fan because, I mean, most guys are keyboard warriors. At least he went to Tony Stewart 20 feet away and told him how he felt. Whatever he said, I don't know, but I mean, yeah. at least he's at least he stood his ground, you know? I mean, we've all been that, we've all seen that fan, like, oh, yeah, well, F this guy, no, F you. you, and then you meet him in person, like, oh, my God, oh, you're Tony Stewart, hello, sir, how you doing? And uh, this guy, he didn't. So well, I mean, we see, it with, we see it with another podcast guy out there in the world that talks a lot of shit and doesn't back it up. And then, um, I mean, we're seeing it right now with uh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., yeah. you know? Everybody's just ripping him left and right. That one guy, whoo, like, went after him. And, like, you know, but they're not going to walk into Ricky Stenhouse Junior's uh, pit and say that to him, you know? Yeah, you're not going to mother F him there. Uh, but no, that Bowman Gray, man, gosh, what the heck are they doing there? Like, that is just, first off, yeah, I get the fans get all hyped up and love it. I mean, I read a lot it, of the comments, it, and if, the fans were like, best $12 I've ever spent. I mean, if I was at the track and I saw that, I mean, I know the fans are going to be hyped up i know me and you are going to be i, mean, I know you're going to be like i can't wait to get home and cut this video and post it <laughs> i know i'm going to be hyping up while i'm at the racetrack but you know in the big spectrum of things those two workers that are down on the track they had no like well, something bad over. could have happened right there because there was zero um what's the word i'm looking for like they, they just Shits. didn't know what yeah there's <laughs> z- no fucks given i guess you can yeah. say <laughs> um, the language for those drivers they did not care what was going on outside of i want to hurt this guy and the other was i want to hurt him too and they didn't care about anybody else in that situation so the difference is is and maybe i'm justifying it is there's no place for that in racing whatsoever like that is garbage and at the same time i would have filmed it I would have gladly filmed it. I would have gladly cut it. I would have gladly put it out. Because you know that's getting views. I would have gladly have made whatever comments I wanted to make about it at the same time. But there's no place for that in racing. I mean, it's happening. There's nothing you could do. You capture it. That's my job is to capture the moments. Move on. But... I mean, how is that even acceptable at any point in time where they're doing donuts to turn around to come back at each other? And, you know, there's no track. I didn't see anything from the track that said anything about it, uh, you know, about the incident and whatnot. I did see both drivers and then I saw a lot of the fans that were there. And 
you know, that's what that track's known for. But, you know, and I know one of the drivers there has more, no, you know, more money than God. So he just rolls out another car next week and he doesn't face twice about it. But I mean, that is just, I don't know what's going on in the world right now, but vehicular manslaughter is not something that's cool, guys. <laughs> well, I mean, if you ain't driving out of there with your trailer, you're riding the back of a cop car. That's Bowman Gray for you. <laughs> like, I mean, they don't get arrested, though. That's the thing. So that, first of all, well, there was one driver who was arrested. Uh, at Bowman Gray? Yeah, a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah, that was a few weeks ago. Yeah. But but those two were just escorted, and they did an investigation, and then they just fined one or both of them. I know one of them got fined. I don't know if they – I'm assuming they both did because they both were at fault. They both did the same thing, and just one did it after the other. But if your track has to have cops, real police officers in the infield for drivers – Maybe you need to clean up your track. Yeah, but then again, <laughs> if you clean it up, who's going to show up? That's because I mean that's they what, get ten to twelve thousand people built on, man. I mean, every, each every week people sell out that bull ring, and it's just insane. I mean, I want to go just to experience. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Not just the racing there, but the crowd there. Like, I want to know like what these people like find so awesome about this because like i have literally no idea like if the racing's good i mean i don't even think the racing's that good like we watched that show that comes no. on i remember you made Mad me watch or whatever yeah and you know i watched it a few years ago and you know i kind of like you know the inside scoop on everything and you know some of those drivers who i kind of knew from when they used to have that show but when you watch the racing on that it's not good racing it's just single file straight line I'm going to follow you racing. And then somebody has to get moved out of the way. And so somebody gets wrecked. Yeah. So yeah, somebody gets wrecked and then somebody gets mad. And then somebody tries to uh, kill somebody with their car. I think it, I mean, you know, every, every racetrack has a different style of racing. I mean, we've seen it at our tracks where some people have gotten on the radio and been like, tell that driver, we don't race like that here. Cause they're not from here and, you know, telling them to settle down or whatnot. Um, but yeah, I don't, I mean, they sell out. It's something that's expected there, and they've made their history on it, but that's just a, such a fine line right there. And, and my my point on that is, is you know, all right, you separate the drivers. They they did their thing. You separate them, and you move on. You either, you either punish it or you don't punish it, and then you live with that. And I'm, I'm fine with either way. It just doesn't mean you have to like it. My know? main thing, though, if you are going to punish it, don't use that footage in your next video. That's like, don't problem. use that in your hype video. In which they, they do. Yeah, so I mean yeah. that's the thing. Like, you can't punish somebody and be like, "Hurt." This is what happens at Bowman Gray when you literally just told me that this is unacceptable. At Bowman Gray. <laughs> exactly. Now like, they're, <laughs> they're suspended for a week, but we're gonna still advertise it so you exactly. Come here. But they they what is it twelve thousand? I think that place seats and it sells yeah, out every crazy. weekend. Every weekend, I want to go just to go. No, it'd be it'd be an experience. That's for sure. So on today's podcast, Stephen, yes, you Jason, are interviewing me. I get to work on my interviewing skills. Are, are you ready for it? Um, might, might be working on some announcing skills here soon. I don't know if I can make it in a couple of weeks. Oh, that is that a hint? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No. Well, uh, we'll do an announcing test later. Then. Yeah, announcing test. Oh, we'll, put I, the, we'll put the race down in front of Steve and have him call I could. It. <laughs> my problem with announcing is, you know, I'm not being egotistical here, but I, I, I could do it. I'd have no problem announcing a race. Being enthusiastic. I cannot read the numbers on half the freaking cars at these tracks. You gotta go with colors. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my... I'd be like, yeah, the uh, orange car. Because <laughs> I can't read the numbers. Because like, how many times does the car crash? And everybody's like, what number is that? What number is that? And I'm like, that's uh, the uh, 82Z. <laughs> and then it's like, uh, that's the... That's the three. Yeah, <laughs> the three. <laughs> I'm like, oh, <laughs> a little off. So that that's only my problem. I need a, I need a spotter. 
But yeah, so we have an announcer theme going this month. We had Blake Anderson last month or last week. Uh, great show with him. Uh, shout out to all the listeners out there listening. Going to have Ruben Morales from Vado Speedway and uh, does some other things with uh, Dirt Car and Hell Tour and all that stuff. He's going to be on the next week's show. Had his own fat head for yeah. Had his own fat head. Saw that. So uh, <laughs> shout out to uh, to Ruben Fathead. Also shout out to our listeners. Um, got the uh, where our audience comes from. A Podbean kind of changed up some stuff. Yes. So we have a uh, you know strong crowd, strong presence here in the United States, uh, Canada, second most listens. Uh, Australia, you know a lot of sprint car fans out there. They listen. There's somebody whoever is in Australia either has their IP address pinged wrong because they also watch our videos. Like they watch the bomber races a lot. <laughs> so. I, know, I know they have they have they some dirt tracks in Australia. And uh, shout out to the uh, the lone uh, fan in Kenya. I guess he likes some really? racing. Yeah. Kenya. Kenya. Huh. What the racing? Um. Now, were you with me? The Australia folks might be those guys when we were in Paris earlier this year for the Southwest CRA, and I met. Oh like yeah, they came by over there talking to you. Yeah, I met I met like five or six guys that race in Australia right, sprint right, cars, yeah. so that might be something like that too. So, but yeah, you never never know who's listening. So Jason. shout out to you. Hit us up on the Facebook page, uh, Race with Jason Podcast. Let us know where you're listening from if you do listen to this. Just screenshot it, throw it out there on the page. I'm just gonna put Mesa. <laughs> Mesa, listening to Mesa on my way to Chandler. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm I'm uh, sitting across the table from you. That deal. So. All right. Well, Steve's interview with me is coming up next. Racing with Jason podcast. Uh, Steve McCollum here. I get the indubious task this week to interview the great announcer oh. of Arizona Speedway and USA Raceway. You got Gary? Yeah. <laughs> Jason Wayne Carter. How you doing, Jason? That was a, that was a good intro. <laughs> welcome. Welcome. I thought you were going to read off my height and my weight there. Welcome. Um, like wrestling. Yeah, well... <laughs> I don't know any of that info, so no. I'm not going to guess. Okay. So how you doing, Jason? Doing good. Doing good. Just hanging out. Yeah. How was your uh, first weekend with zero anything, except for mud bogs? You didn't... You didn't... We should have the announcer for the mud bogs on next time. He was, <laughs> he was actually pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Who, who they got doing it? Because I know Jonah hit me up a few weeks ago. He's like, could you do mud? I was like, no. Some guy. Hmm? I didn't get his name. Just a random guy they pulled. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> pulled out. He um, here you go, man. He does that whole deep, you know. And here comes illegal. <laughs> here comes. Uh, you had to go with illegal, right? Well, like, <laughs> that's that's the only one that came to mind. So <laughs> that's the only one that's always out there. Uh, they had a few this time, but anyway, Jason, you're getting away from your interview here. Are you getting shy? No. Yeah, you're never shy about this. You never. What's it like never having an opportunity to talk about yourself? It's rough, actually. <laughs> I never, I knew, I never get the chance. I'm always interviewing other people, so I know we just kind of started this last week as a joke. And it's like, yeah, screw it. You know what? Don't have to, don't have to worry about finding a guest if we just, you know, do myself. <laughs> yes, and you got the one guy that always has the joke questions interviewing you. So, right. well, Jason, 
Tell us about what got you into racing as a fan. As a fan, uh, started back in 1997, actually. <laughs> I don't even know why you're laughing here. It was a cold, dark, rainy night. It was. 97. Uh, it was uh, February, uh, Daytona 500 weekend. Back in 97, my uh, Uncle Bob came to uh, town. Uncle Bob and Ann, uh, R.I.P., uh, Lester Souls. They came to town to visit for the weekend. And my Uncle Bob, he's just a big NASCAR fan, I guess. I didn't know NASCAR was real. I knew Days of Thunder was a movie, and I thought everything in movies was kind of fake. How so, old How old were you back in 97? 97, was, I was like nine, I think that would be. Nine okay. or ten. Makes sense. And um, But I could quote Days of Thunder when I was five. So <laughs> my mom did not like that. But I, I was quoting that movie pretty hardcore when I was like five. Um but, you know, I didn't think it was real or whatever. And then uh, he came to town. He's like, I got to watch Daytona. It's 500 weekend. And we're like, all right, cool, whatever. So he's watching it. And, of course, back then I was a big wrestling fan, late 90s. Everybody was a wrestling fan back in the that day. And uh, they had, uh, I think Kyle Petty was driving an NWO car, New World Order. So, you know, it was NWO for life, man. And uh, Kyle Petty was out there doing that thing. And they kept showing, like, oh, dude, NWO car, this is badass. And I mixed. And then I kind of became a fan. And the rest is history from there. So... But first it was just NASCAR. Didn't even know. Yeah. Yeah. Jack, you were just NASCAR then. Didn't right? know Jack squat about dirt racing. So you grow up, become a, become a mature, mature semi mature teenage, so, older teenager, join the Air Force. How'd you get into dirt racing? Uh, well, so grew up in Texas. Uh, that was actually, so the year that I got into the NASCAR and racing was actually the year that the Texas opened up the, the racetrack. So. The, the Speedway? Yeah, the Texas Motor Speedway. And my dad actually, you know, we went out there every year starting in 98. Um, we're out there every race. We actually went out to uh, one of the dirt races out there. They had the Outlaws come out there back in like 99. And, you know, I didn't, I couldn't tell you who, you know, who was for anybody. I just knew like Steve Kinzer because he had the, you know, the Quaker State car, number 11, you know, <laughs> doing, doing it upright. And it was the Quaker... Quaker World of Outlaws back then. Yeah, right? something, like, something that. like that. I don't yeah. remember. But uh it was cool, you know, just kind of seeing those guys and didn't really know what dirt racing was or what this was. I just know I liked it. I was like, oh sweet, it's racing. I like it. And that was like the same kind of growing up because I mean during the summer you watched Speed TV was a thing back then too. And they'd show like Knoxville Nationals on and you'd see all those guys race. So it'd be like, I didn't know who any of these guys were, but I just liked racing. So I'd watch it, you know, always had my TV on speed channel or whatever it was. And then joined the Air Force at 21. Did that for a little bit. For eight years, I guess. Uh, stationed over in Okinawa. Started blogging about NASCAR. Uh, they actually gave blogging. me... Blogging. So my name, my last name's Carter, obviously. And uh, I was a race fan. People in uh, the Air Force started calling me NASCARter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like... The Air Force is so cool with their nicknames. Right. No like, Maverick. No. No Goose. No Iceman. No, I I, I helped fix you, the... I helped fix the planes there. Yeah, but yeah. I'm just saying, you don't get a cool nickname, you no. get... You get NASCAR. Yeah, I right. guess I guess going to college and getting a degree in basket weaving and becoming a pilot, you get a cool nickname. So <laughs> I don't know. Ooh. Wasn't wasn't my thing. Ooh. But um <laughs> no, so we did that and uh I just started this Facebook page, which I have transitioned over to my Racing with Jason podcast page, but originally that was called the NASCAR and I started a blog when I was in Okinawa and was on a uh, AFN over there doing a weekly updates on monday because the guy who did the radio and afn somehow we got hooked up and 
he was a big race fan. He's like, yeah, dude, just call in with a recap. He didn't know my name. He just called me NASCAR. <laughs> he had no idea what my name was. Nothing like that. I'd call him be like, hey, what's up, NASCAR? Like, what's going on? And I would give him a spiel of what happened. He recorded it. He'd play it, you know, a little five-minute clip The uh, before the next song came on. And it was just kind of one of those things like, all right, you know, and then I was writing, but I wasn't really a good writer. But there are some people that were like actually reading it, which I thought was cool. Like Steve Burns, late, great Steve Burns, who worked for Fox. He read my stuff. He actually fired back at me with an email because I said, you know, I feel like DW picks favorites <laughs> with Dell Jr. And Dell Jr. ain't running worth a damn. And, you know, Steve Burns like, we don't pick favorites. We just know the story. I was like, well, well I know the story, too. And he was trying to he was trying to hook you up, Jason. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Steve Burns. So like after I was like, man, Steve Burns raised my stuff. That's pretty cool. <laughs> but I'm really not a good writer because all I would literally do would just be like, here's what happened the first, you know, little bit of the race. Here's what happened the second little bit of the race and third, yeah. you know, to the finish. Well. And then I would do, you know, I'd pick like two random things. I'd write like a two sentence blurb on it. And I'd be like, here's my take of the race, blah, 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 boom. And then I do, uh, what's the preview? I do a preview. Yeah, so I do re- preview and recap. And that's but that all was, I would do. That was probably doing a service over there because a lot of those, you know, you don't have access you right. know, to any of that stuff or anything. It's different now, but from back then, you know, now there's probably 12 different outlets they can. Well, I mean, in Okinawa, I mean, we were watching it because yeah. we had uh, what time's AFN, it? but it was like 2 a.m. That's what I was You're saying. What time did it come on? Yeah. <laughs> and I think that was like around when uh, NASCAR decided to just go with like a uniform start time, too. So, yeah, <laughs> like every race was like 1 a.m., 2 yeah. a.m. And it was, I mean, I'd wake up. I remember like my first wife at the time, she was a bitch, and she would be like, <laughs> don't wake up like you, you gotta stay in bed it's like why am i gonna stay in bed and sleep when there's a race on i don't want to race so and did you stay on the like in a barrack like in a house no, house had a house yeah over but there. you're so, out you're off base uh, i was on base so yeah, it was like uh that's what i meant it's yeah. kind of like a duplex type thing it wasn't like a barrack you know where you bunk beds or anything like that i mean it was a nice little house yeah I, that's that's what i meant I mean, yeah two bedroom i mean you're on you're on base but you're in the family side had or the, whatever uh, had the double sink there man double sinks <laughs> good stuff uh but no, i mean it was yeah it was a nice house and everything living room all that stuff you know you had your cable afn over there tv stuff like that so you get you you come back you come back to america America. America. And you come back to Luke Air Force Base. I met you through some sponsorship stuff and whatever. And you right. were calling races at uh, Arizona or at, uh, sorry, at Canyon Speedway Park. And you weren't doing that for very long before I met you, right? No. So I got, as soon as I found out I was going to Luke, like I wanted to go to Luke. I wanted to go to Arizona because, I mean, two things. I was in Okinawa. Women. There is, well, no, besides that. Oh, but in oh. Okinawa, it is just like there's so many exercises because it's, you know, kind of by Korea. And they feel like if Korea's get ready to attack something, they're going to off Okinawa first. Um, so yes. we would do all these exercises. And it is just, you know, 12-hour shifts, long days, working your ass off. And it's like, for what? You know? So when my list came out, you know, they get this dream sheet list that comes out. It's like, what do you want to pick? And I'm like, oh, sweet. There's Luke, Arizona. That'd be awesome. There's, you know, some other bases. Like, they'd be kind of cool, but I really want Luke. Uh, found out I got it like two weeks later after, I, you know, sent in my dream sheet. And I instantly, because my wife also at the time said, you sound a lot better because she would listen to me talk about it on the radio when she was going to wherever she was going to on Monday mornings. And she'd be like, you sound a lot better talking about it than you do writing about it. So, I mean, thanks for... <laughs> 
thanks for following. <laughs> thanks for helping me out. My hopes and dreams of writing. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, I just wanted to be a writer. <laughs> no, I never wanted to be a writer. <laughs> I, know. I know you. I know. I know. <laughs> so uh, she was like, you sound a lot better talking about it than you do writing about it. So I just started uh, looking up some dirt tracks. Good old Facebook, man. Just searching some stuff. Found Canyon Speedway. I was like, hey, that thing is going to be close to like you know where we live and where Luke's at. So... Let me hit these guys up. Just reached out to the Facebook page. Uh, I wonder, I don't know if I still have that message or not. I might still have the message in my messenger. I don't even know. Who was it to? Kevin? Uh, it was just to whoever. Oh, whoever. Yeah. The uh, the page was. And uh, I guess Kevin, you know, was in Kevin, charge. Kevin Montgomery. The time. Yeah. So I was like, hey, you know, I'm so-and-so, you know. I, just, I was just like, I want to come out and cover your races. I have this background, which you know, wasn't really a background because I just did whatever. <laughs> you were, <right? laughs> Yes. And um, he got a hold of me somehow. Like, I put my number in there, gave him my number somehow, and he ended up calling me. He's like, hey, man, you be able to talk right now? I was like, yeah, what's going on? He's like, hey, can you come out this weekend and, you know, do it? Because I wanted to track a few times and just kind of watch some racing, uh, just see what it was all about, you know, and like the track, sprint cars were on, you know, and then there's wing sprint car. I think my first race was the Brawl for It All with the uh, ASCS non-wing, which is now USAC Southwest. But uh, that's when they also would get the uh, the guys from the West Coast to come to the race too. So uh, Charles Davis out there just you know wrecking shop, and um, you had all those old school racers for that one. Yeah, so you know that was like my first race, and then you know came back went to modified race, and then Kevin called me and he's like, "Hey, can you come out this weekend?" Yada yada yada, and I was like, "Yeah, man, sure." So I go out and. Um, rest is kind of history he uh I, I went out there and he goes hey tonight you'll be with bob i was like all right and he goes it's bob's last night because i guess bob you know, he comes from uh two and a half hours away Press i don't remember where from. Or someplace i don't like remember that. where it was from yeah. but he's up there i think now he announces at mojave valley so i'm out in yeah. mojave valley yeah he so, dro- yeah he drove into town every saturday yeah so he drove into town every saturday and it was just one of those things where you know he's like tonight you're gonna be with bob it's bob's last night i was like what you know like i had no idea what was going on and then bob kind of gave me his way of doing things and i was like eh, i don't really know <laughs> not a big bob fan of doing way things i guess because i mean he put me up some other announcers too so I yeah you from there you don't take uh, instruction very well jason does it <laughs> jason does it jason's way right that's your motto isn't it i guess so you you know so you wanted to go down that track and i know how that works because we kind of did that on the video side too where it was like hey can you be here saturday and you show up and they're like here's what you're doing and you're like what <laughs> you know so they, i can just imagine they just hand you the mic tell you how to set everything up and they're like here you go see you later and you go from there so so well, what back then so when i first got in there i went up and you know and i had no idea you know they're like yeah bob you know, you'll be with him tonight so you know we're walking through the pits he's like introducing me to all these drivers like all right cool whatever you know i had no idea what was what you know what a sprint car did what a right rear did you know stagger all that jazz you know knew nothing about anything still don't really know that much say, about it you today yeah <laughs> i feel like i know enough about it to where i can tell somebody that they, they don't know anything about it so um <laughs> but um no so i went and did that and then um it was just one of those things where after that we had the hall of fame classic and that was when it was national usec national mm-hmm. and that was uh the year that mike won which kind of like where our relationship you know me and martin's relationship uh, got started this is when he won the 410 race with right. the 360 right yeah so i was with uh, doug bushy who was a 
announcer out of California. I don't even know if he's even announcing anymore or doing whatever, but he's just a big sprint car guy who, you know, knew how to announce. Um, so he came out and I kind of liked his system better. So I kind of took some things from that. And then we had uh, Brian Holbert, the final race of the year, which is the Western world back when it was ASCS wing mm-hmm. and non wing. And I didn't get to talk any on that show except for make sure you're going down, get some <laughs> beer, you know, three <laughs> Uh, one for two dollars, two for four dollars. Exactly. I was I was making my own beer prices as I went because I didn't know what the beer prices were. And I got in trouble for that a few yeah. times. But yeah, I do remember. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. So 2013 came and just kind of and ran with it from there. Made it my thing. Yeah. Yeah. So what's looking back at your early days there, where you were kind of just you know thrown into it? Didn't you know a lot of these guys like we talked to him last week and you know he, he was calling baseball games and things like that what was the hardest thing back then getting ready for a race and then today getting ready for a race so i think back then my biggest thing was just at first you know you're kind of coming in blank like uh i remember kevin was like yeah don't worry bob he'll send you all the stuff i was like all right cool like he'll send me like driver information well, he sent me driver information, and all it was was just like seventy nine is John Doe. Yeah, they never like, did sponsors. There was nobody. Yeah, that yeah. did sponsors and stuff. And I thought that yeah. was kind of weird. Which, and as a sponsor, that was kind of alarming for somebody that forked right? out of money on sponsors. Yeah, yeah, so I thought that was weird. Like for me, like coming in, I was like, "That's <laughs> dumb." Like we're supposed to be pimping out these sponsors that help make this little thing go around, especially at this level. You know, I mean, sponsors and racing is huge, but at this level, I mean, these guys build the relationships. They want to hear their name get said. So. I just kind of went down and I was like, all right, how am I going to do this? Cause that first race I had where it was just me by myself was the, uh, we do do the winter challenge. So we had sprint cars, we had modifieds mm-hmm. and we had, uh, whatever other kind of feeder divisions, think pure stocks and I say when bombers or something like that, maybe. Yeah. yeah. And I'd go down the pits and I'm like, all right, you know, Hey, what's up? I'm Jason so-and-so. I think you just introduced myself to people because I never like, I don't like introducing myself to people. Like I don't mind talking to people, but I hate introducing myself to okay. people. What? That's, that's a lie. But it's okay. not a lie. Me. Right I, down I that hate going there. up and talking to people okay. Okay. and like just interacting think, like that first interaction. Like once I get to know them, then yeah, whatever. I think the whole collective audience just groaned. No, but like the first, <laughs> when the first time you meet somebody, it's like a little intimidating. Like, right, no, cool. no, you're no, I, I know what you're saying because I'm, I've, I've always been the one that's kind of initiated the, you're always a little hanger backer and I, right. have, I initiate it yeah, and then, like, and then you yeah, walk you in and you take it over yeah, and then yeah. you just take it over from there. No, I know. So I'm, I'm always been that guy who's laid back. The and, problem uh, with having an interview with somebody that knows you so well is they call you out, by the way. But then you just said exactly what I do. So then you just agreed with me. <laughs> you called me out, but then agreed. Yeah. You backpedaled. All right. You do like talking to people. <laughs> I do, but I, I hate the initiation part. Mm. The initiating the conversation part. So that was my big thing is going in there. And I had a note card system back then. So I'd write yes. drivers, uh, you know, and the big old black Sharpie. I'd uh, put their number on the left corner. Yes. Pretty big, you know, where I could see it. Then I'd put their name then I'd, and, and pen. You know, I'd get hometown sponsors and stuff like that. And that's how I did it with uh, separating that stuff. And that was before I had a computer. I, with, I remember those with days. systems, yeah. And uh, you'd walk in the booth, it'd be dark, and you'd be all, like, trying to see what a card would say because yeah. it was dark in there. So What was on that card? Yeah, so, I mean, technology obviously has helped you out with it because now, like you said, you've already alluded to, you have all the drivers. So the only time you really have to go 
see the drivers and things like that is when new drivers show up because yeah. you already have all the info or you know stuff. Or like if somebody I'd so. forgot to get last time, which I mean it, it happens sometimes. So I do feel yeah. sorry and bad about. I those mean when people. we when I first got involved with Mike with that big sponsorship deal on there, I mean I remember going to the person that kind of facilitated it and was like, man, they need a my bosses are coming to this deal, man. They need to start announcing. He's like, I got you. I think the only announce, I think the only sponsor that was announced all that night was my sponsorship of Mike with, because yeah, probably was Doug Stegmiller was up there. Cause like, Doug, cause Doug it, came up to it. me yeah, and uh, you know, he made sure to tell me. So that is one thing that, that has definitely changed with you, which I'm, I know it's fun. I don't sponsor anymore, you know, except for this company, but you know, I don't like it used to be. And I can tell you that that was a big deal when that switched over. So, Oh yeah. I remember, I mean, heck, I'd go to out to those parties and stuff that Doug would always, you know, kind of put on back in the pits. We'd have, you know, oh, so-and-so from PBG or so-and-so from Sherwin-Williams, they're coming out here to uh, this. You know, come out. That, you know, make sure you shake hands. It's like, I don't know who the hell these people are. That was the vein of my existence, man. Right. Not to make this about me, but oh my gosh, when bosses were coming out, it was like, I'm going to get fired, become some redneck at a racetrack, isn't uh, going to do what I need him to do. <laughs> <laughs> like, great. <laughs> and that's what, you know, back in those days, so, you know, back in like 2013, that's when I kind of started rolling with Mike a little bit to some races. And that relationship started off really rocky. I don't know how y'all's relationship started. Would it, did it, it's the same as it is today. It's did, still well, rocky. But did it start off good? Like, <laughs> was there good points of it? Um, like when you first met Mike Martin? No, no. He he's a tough guy to he's a tough guy to meet. Right. Because you, you never know if he's you have to if you have his full attention. Yeah, I feel like well, you never yeah. have his full attention. But now, well, exactly. And once you realize his quirks and everything, it, it goes smoothly. But right uh, at the beginning, you're just like, "What the fuck's wrong with this guy?" It, by the way, race car drivers, track officials, everybody says that about him. So right. <laughs> so like when I first met him, I mean, outside of interviewing him on the front stretch after he won the uh, USAC national race in a 360, my first interaction with him was actually that first winter challenge that I did. You know, my first race, we got rained out the first two nights that first weekend, which sucked. And then we uh, we ran that Wednesday night, just like a one-off race. And then Kevin decided that we were going to, you know, we had that Friday night race and he decided that we we're going to do a double header on Saturday. So we still got four of the six races in or four of the five races and whatever the heck it was, whatever the schedule was, but it rained all that first weekend and they were pumping water on the track. I remember we were at a coyotes yep. game on Tuesday and you know, they're still pumping water on the track, but you know, so Brian Clausen, that was the first weekend Clausen actually drove for Martin was during that deal. And Mike, uh, I think first night out, he only ran pretty good, finished third, but you know, BC won. And I remember that Wednesday I'm going through and I'm, you know, and saying all the sponsors, cue cards, whatever. And I'm, you know, out there on the track doing it up, you know, hyping everything up. And then I get the radio call. Hey, you got to hurry up, man. We got to get through this. We got to start racing. So I'm like, all right, whatever. Because it's Wednesday night. They don't want to keep people there. I think it was only the modifieds and the sprint cars that ran that night. So I'm like, all right, crap, fine. You know, so I'm just like, all right, number 16, B, Brian Clausen, you know, number 16, Mike Martin. I could even say magic man. Didn't say any of that stuff. Didn't <laughs> run on sponsors for like the top 10 starters. I remember so this. like the back markers, you know, they get all their stuff written off, like whatever yeah. they're getting ready to pull in the pits after one lap. And then the top guys, I don't say anything for because they're yelling at me. They're like, you got to go. I'm like, all right, fine. So, you know, get upstairs and announce it. And then afterwards, you know, Mike's just like, <laughs> dude, what the hell, man? Didn't say ultimate off road. 
road. Didn't say this. Did you say know? Magic. I remember. Yeah, I remember magic. magic Man. Yeah, I remember Magic Man. Was I don't remember that sponsor, but I do remember. Yeah, a cow being had, and then he goes, "Oh, you didn't say Brian was your offending USAC champion, man. What the hell gives?" You know, and I was just like, "Dude, they're rushing me. Sorry." But did you know who Brian was at that point? Well, I mean, just from the year earlier, like I knew who he was. Oh, I actually knew who he was before I started doing uh, dirt track racing because he did run a limited schedule in NASCAR. Hey. And NASCAR, and I knew that he was a sprint car driver. I just didn't really know what a sprint car was at the time, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, so our relationship kind of got off to that start. So then that Friday night, I'm pimping out <laughs> Magic Man, Mike Martin. You, know, you overcompensate. Oh, yeah, I had to overcompensate for that. And then after the uh, the day race on Saturday, he's like, hey, man, heard you been, you know, saying my name a little bit more. Uh, we're getting ready to grill some steaks if you want to, you know, come on this. So that's how our relationship started. Uh, Grill some steaks, and then eventually I was like, "Man, you gotta like up your game here, man." With like social media and stuff like that, I was like, "Everybody has this, but you don't." He's like, "I don't do any of that stuff." I was like, "All right, well, here I'll create your page." So I just created his page for him and ran for it. So what? So I guess that's kind of the deal. A question I got there. So you, you know, so you get to know these drivers as you go. How hard is it to whether you like a driver or don't like a driver? How hard is it to call their races and keep it objective as they go? I think I keep it pretty objective. Yeah, I'm, I, I didn't say you didn't. Yeah. yeah How no. hard is it to do it? it? For me, it's not that hard. Like, I, don't, I don't think it's that hard. I mean, you know, when you... Because you, you know, I mean, just, well, you know, we, we're making fun of Mike a lot here. Which, good thing he doesn't have social media. He won't know we do this. But, no, I think, you I, know. I, think I got him subscribed to uh, it now. But, you know, you, you do have... I mean, I've been in the booth where drivers have come up and said stuff to you. Well, I've been editing videos. You know, I got my headphones on. And I could still hear somebody yelling at you about something right? and stuff like that. So, I mean, uh, yeah. So just taking that out of it and just knowing, you know, somebody's going to say something to you or anything that, that doesn't bother you. No, not at all. I mean, I think, I mean, if it's like something like the thing that I don't like is if they just go, man, you suck. Like, okay, like, yeah, what, yeah. what do you want me to do to get better? You know, like, yeah, is, like is there constructive criticism? <laughs> like, what do you want me to do to get better? Yeah. And then uh, there'll be, you know, some guys like, if they're like, hey, man, our sponsor changed. It's this. Like, oh, okay, cool. I didn't know. You know, change it mid- midweek. He's like, oh, yeah, we just signed it on. Like, all right, well, I wouldn't know that if you literally just signed it and didn't <laughs> make an effort to tell me because, you know, what I have, I already have. I don't go up to yeah, drivers time. like, hey, man. Yada, yada, yada. Did you get a new sponsor? But if I see something on Facebook, I go, hey, we got a new sponsor. I want to welcome this team. I'll go and update, you know, whatever I got. And, you know, I think, you know, whenever the drivers strap in, it's all about the race that's in front of me. I'm not going to sit there and, like, kind of mother F a driver just to well, no. do whatever. I'm not going to make sure that I don't. I'm not going to talk about this guy who's running fourth because I don't like him. Like, no, like if he's a story and he's, a, you know, working his way up through the field and battling, like, yeah, I'm going to talk about him i mean i had to do that a few times there with uh, stevie sussex a few years ago and our relationship <laughs> got kind of bad but <laughs> yes a nice yeah. you know and there's big races that he won and you know having his family call me some choice words while i went down the interview i mean wasn't the best but you know i did my job and i uh, yeah, kept it professional so <laughs> is what it is <laughs> sorry that's what i was referring to but <laughs> you brought it up all right let's talk about that for no i'm just kidding well i always had a good relationship with with stevie and i mean whatever happened happened i mean yeah sure i mean i guess i married his okay. hey, ex-girlfriend well, all right. and knocked we're, her up and had a son we're, we're so. not gonna get into that that's well you, i mean it, it, it's out there people know it i know but you make it's it not the end of the world just the way you we're friends there. now i mean like we go out bar hey, hopping you, and stuff you so. guys are uh our buddies that's for sure you're about to say butt buddies there? yeah well yeah. i cleaned it up for you so <laughs> 
So, um, uh, let's move away from uncomfortable private topics there. Uh, oh, everybody knows. It's not that private. <laughs> not, not everybody. The guy in Australia probably doesn't know. Yeah, Jason. well, our lone listener in Kenya. <laughs> hey, this is an in-depth, all right? You're supposed to get to know. Oh. You, you got to learn something, right? Don't you got to learn something about the I, person? I can make you cry. That's you what you're doing. To. You got to learn something. Not, you want to do an Oprah interview? Well, you want to no, make you cry? Let's not do the Oprah interview, but... <laughs> Myself, I, I wouldn't cry. <laughs> <laughs> so the tough questions of the interview are now. So oh, we haven't done the tough ones yet. Be prepared yeah. to cry. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. Hard or soft cookies? Hard or soft cookies? Ooh, soft. Totally right. Yeah, yeah. You got to have chewy. Yeah. Whoever you can't do hard. Who likes hard cookies? But a lot of people do. It's it's amazing. Uh, on there, so dipping a milk. Favorite '90s wrestler? My favorite '90s wrestler is Shawn Michaels. HB Shizzle. Is he going to come back to the Raw reunions that they're doing now and everything? Because he keeps saying no. Yeah, that was last week. He was back. I know. He was was even on SmackDown the night after. I was was hinting at that. (laughs) I didn't know if you'd seen it or not. DX, baby. Break it down. Yeah, so on that. So um, what's your favorite music? Uh, Texas country and classic (laughs) rock. Wait, how classic? I mean, like, I enjoy Like, the stuff you hear. No, no. The stuff you hear at the track. I know. Yeah, well, yeah, not, like, not, like Zeppelin. Not everybody is, is at the track, Jason. Well, yeah, but I mean, like Zeppelin, ACDC. Right, yeah. Because stuff I grew up with, 80s Motley Crue is now classic rock. Well, yeah, so that's, that's like classic rock to me. How far back yeah. do you go? Like 70s, 80s. To me, classic rock is Led Zeppelin, right. garbage like that. Whereas now you turn to a classic channel and it's all Motley Crue, Winger, right. Warrant. It's like, that's what? I mean, they're, they're calling Green Day classic rock now. I so, know, right? I mean, <laughs> and that was 90s, right? Right, oh, yeah. Sheesh date yourself so uh but favorite art favorite artist in that genre genre i'm gonna have you call out your artist now genre uh big casey donahue fan uh he graduated from burleson my hometown is that back why in you're texas a fan? uh well i mean i liked his music and then him graduating from there I mean, didn't kind of he cool have state. to wear his wife's pants on stage one time because no he it his wasn't jeans? his wife's pants no. it was his it was a girl's other pants, no they're his pants oh. they're just beige like he never wears khakis or corduroys oh. they're just pants that he had that you know just kind of lounging around oh. in the bus with and then i throw out that is his wife's pants. no and then he got stuck wearing them i'm, I'm pretty sure he would have went to the pants store if that came no because he realized it yeah he realized it like, like right 30 before minutes the show, before yeah. the show. It i'm wasn't... pretty sure he came down his wife's pants or <laughs> yeah. rocking some shorts out he'd wear some shorts or something why do you start your jeans so much on dress up western dress up night <laughs> getting the starch jeans question <laughs> hey man gotta have starch baby dress to impress let the bitches do the rest <laughs> isn't it hard to sit down though with them oh it's totally hard like that and everything because yeah. <laughs> i i don't fit in those rodeo chairs to begin with you know and and then you get that awkward side on it too that's why when we go you know like didn't matt sit on the floor yeah. when we went to vegas like I, I i have to stand up i can't do that i can't bend my legs <laughs> <laughs> so what's your favorite boots to go with that attire uh justin's with what do you have on your boots is my next question what do you mean what do i have on my boots uh, every pair of boots has to have something on it. cards playing deck no cards they're just uh just standard flower yeah, motif or just whatever got the little squiggly lines on like a blue background or something favorite cowboy hat <laughs> My favorite cowboy hat, probably my my silver belly. Are you asking like Stetson? No, no, whatever. or what? I mean, I do have one of those. But I'm just, just asking a question. I'm, yeah. I'm the interviewee. Er, 
Interviewer. My, my, my gray, my silver belly. You know, it's more of a dressy up hat. Favorite race car driver growing up? Uh, I was a big Dell Jr. fan. My first uh, NASCAR race in 98 was his first NASCAR win. So I. And you were how old? I was, was it 98? So I was 11, 10? Yeah. I was oh, 10 yeah. at the so time. You, yeah. So you missed all the. But you're a big AJ Foyt. Yeah, like now, it, like, you know, with those, the history oh. and stuff like that. Like but back, back then, like, you didn't. Yeah, back then, I didn't. Well, I actually knew. My first IndyCar race, I knew AJ Foyt because uh, his driver Billy Boat won, quote Billy unquote, Boat. won. Yeah. Uh, of course, Billy Boat out of Phoenix, yeah. uh, local shoe. Um, but he won until Ari Leindyke said you didn't win because USAC <laughs> totally screwed the pooch on that guy. Yeah. And then AJ Foyt bitch slapped Ari Leindyke out of the uh, victory lane. And then later on, USAC's like, yeah, Ari Leindyke won, not you, Billy, but Billy. AJ said, all right, well, you ain't getting the trophy, so you gotta make a new one. So. <laughs> Yeah, just curious on how, because like my me growing up, I wasn't the hugest racing fan, and you know, as as we all know, I'm still not, but um, I do enjoy it, and I do have my favorites and things like that. But I mean, even when I was a kid, man, it was always like Earnhardt, Petty, right? You know, for for a kid that didn't watch it, I always watched the Indy 500 at my grandparents' cabin on Memorial Day weekend and stuff like that. So all the big name guys, you know, were there. So, but even then, like you said, Dale, I knew you were a Dale, big Dale Junior fan because that one year we went to Vegas, I. God, I, you just wouldn't leave the guy's car alone, man. Junior. Well, <laughs> they were, nationwide car. They failed the inspection. We were both over there trying to figure out what's yeah. going on. We didn't know. Well, yeah, I mean, they had... That thing was riveted up. Like, that thing looked like garbage, man. It looked like a modified and out there. And they were, like, banging on it. China, like, and what was that? The rear driver? They were just focusing on. And we we're like, man, dirt racing NASCAR ain't far apart. <laughs> I know, right? Because between every dirt race on there. It's an so. ugly effing car. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you think is your most um, important duty as a race car announcer? I think keeping the fans engaged. If a fan doesn't know something you know trying to like teach them up on something if there's like something that's out there that i can teach them on a teachable moment i guess out there on the racetrack if you know i figure out oh hey this is what happened this is why it happened i feel like that's something that i think goes a long way with the fan instead of just being like well someone's so re- you know wrecked and you not like know what happened to that driver i always feel like you have to do a follow-up to be like oh here's why so-and-so is out of the race or you know instead of people like oh what happened you know and if i see something you know because i'm up there i have my facebook up my twitter up if i see something oh you know this is why so-and-so's day was ruined because of this and they'd be like oh okay so i kind of feel like something. they just announced at the track and it wasn't recorded now all of your races are recorded. Is there all a different? Is there at, at Gestalt Production? Yes. Uh, Gestaltproduction.com. YouTube. Everything. Check it out. So, do you have to change your style at all from just knowing that you're just going out to the crowd there, and then knowing that you're, you know, anything you say live is going to be on the video? Is there a difference there that you have to do? Uh, yes and no. I guess you can say. I mean, I I have said stuff on pay per view that. I probably shouldn't have said in my day early um, on yes. early on um but i think you know mostly my style stays the same whether or not it's a video or not videoed i feel like my style has kind of always been the same whether or not i mean you say hey the fans can hear you anyways well i'm still out there talking <laughs> so I mean, that's, my, that's my favorite line to humble you doesn't you're really like, matter you're like oh man i messed up on that they couldn't hear you anyway yeah, don't worry well, about can, it they hear me now because <laughs> yeah, you no. record every race. So, no. I mean, no, I, I don't feel like my style has changed in that sense. Uh, have to be a lot crisper, I guess, uh, in terms of what I say, the words I choose, because there have been times where I've gotten my uh, my hand smacked. Well, not really my hand smacked, but 
gotten told, yeah, hey, talking man, to. What the heck? Well, back in what, what, what year was it? Well, 2013. Is this or a national anthem 14? story? Oh, no. Oh. Well, that, that's a story <laughs> there for you. Thank, thanks to our good buddy Doug Stegmuller again on that one. <laughs> um, but uh, no. The uh, Modifieds, they do a big show, the Desert Shootout, Desert Classic, I don't remember what it was, but 2013, I think it was, 2014. Um, there's a driver, guy was having a bad day. I don't know what car he was, but this thing was just a total shit box. And he was, you know, green flag come out, lap one, man, he was already three laps down. Like, it was not a good deal. And he spun out twice, I think we were in the B main, he spun out a few times, and it's like, alright, dude, get your car off the track, like, you're done. Whatever, come back tomorrow. I don't remember if this was Friday, the first day or the second day, but either way, Black Flag comes out, he's not happy, they're like, get him off the track, you know how it is up there, you hear, you know, race directors <laughs> and stuff like that, and you know, I think Sonya was up there, uh, working at Canyon, and Tony was down on the flag stand. Shout Tony out to Sonia. And, and Tony Steele. And um, he was down there on the flag stand. And we're like, get him off the track. And you know, Tony's like, gets down the field, or you know, on the track surface, right by the flag stand. He just <laughs> has the black flag in hand, like, here's the black flag for you. He stretches it out. He's like, this is for you. Get off the track. And the guy just starts doing donuts. And I was like, eh, so and so's acting like a jackass. You know, because he was like, he, I'm not going to sit there and sugarcoat it. He was acting like a jackass. Mm-hmm. And I believe that was on like modified weekly or wherever the hell, you know, yes. they, whatever the hell was out there at the time. So, I mean, I said that and then I guess Kevin got, immediately gets a email or text like, no, your announcer called some guy jackass. Like yeah, I said, he was acting like one. Didn't say he was one. But <laughs> there's a fine line there. There's a difference. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, I know how it is because I'm up there with you and you know know you so well and everything that you know people complain about the choice of music sometimes you yeah know, so they complain never gonna make anybody happy on that especially when it comes down to drivers and everything but, but i mean um, heck we've seen people that would complain about just music in general being played oh yes that, that was a <laughs> so, fun one yes. yeah that was that was a fun guy yes so <laughs> like wow yeah, most people are pretty, you know, respectful when they come up there or whatever. But yeah, you know, and then, you know, with me dealing with all the websites and everything, it's just amazing some of the comments that I just delete because it's just like, like you said, it's not constructive criticism. I wish you would send me those comments. I want to no, see I'd rather not. I want to see them next time. Because I know you, you like to, I'm like, What's your you problem? like to fight. <laughs> I, 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 well, every now and then I get, I get in a call out mood. So let me call, let me call some people out. Yeah, after so I, I'm like, eh, after I get home, one. sip on some whiskey. I'm like, just raise, raise a little hell. Delete that. that one. I did get mad one time at one that criticized Riley's videoing and like I just I literally like wrote this three paragraph f-bomb about how stupid he is and blah 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 and I deleted it I sent it and like two minutes later deleted it yeah and then I was just like it's do like, you have any constructive criticism like, I just on that thing because yeah. <laughs> I was like I was like man screw you so I get it sometimes you're just in a fighting mood I and know. that's the thing that you know sucks I mean I feel like you know we both kind of get this a lot like you know there's other things we could do on a Saturday night like there, there is other things we're doing Saturday night. Yes, you know, I mean, we're not, you know, making the the best money in the world out here. You know, to <laughs> some of us aren't making money. <laughs> yeah, some of us aren't making money. Yeah, to come out here and do this stuff, and people yet, you know, they still want to criticize, and I yes. can't stand that. Like that's just to me, like you know, be happy with what you got. Like when I started announcing, people were like, man, you suck. You know, so and so is so much better. I'm like, so and so didn't know who the hell was in this car compared to this car. But I'm the guy that sucks. Like, just because you were used to one guy doesn't mean he was good. And I feel like, you know, when I came in, like, I figured out, you know, one, sponsors. Keep, 
keep the sponsors happy. You keep the drivers happy. You know how to call a race. You know what's going on inside the car. That's why I go, you know, when that first year I got started, I would go to Mike Martin's shop so I could figure out and learn what a race car was. I would go, you know, back and watch these guys work on their modifieds and ask them questions. You know, these guys work on their stock cars, late models, stuff like that. I would ask them questions because I want to know what's going on in that car because I want to be able to teach the fan. I just don't want to be up there and saying, number 80 goes to the lead from number 52. It's lap number three here. And people are like, man, that was good stuff. Like, no, that wasn't good (laughs) stuff. That was terrible. (laughs) Like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, that first year I was in and you would, I'd hear other announcers go to other tracks and be like, oh my God, like these guys suck. And people would tell me, how come you're not in the booth tonight? Man, you should be up there in the booth. These guys suck. Like, it wasn't just me saying that that they suck. It was other people saying they suck. How come you're in the booth? You always have people on your side and you always have people not on your side. Exactly. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's that's the amazing thing about it. That's the only thing I would say about it is, uh, yeah, I mean, you know. Uh, you know, you, we're doing this to support the drivers, you know, do all that stuff, make it a viable enterprise, make it exciting for everybody. And, you know, we quite frankly, it, I, I won't speak for you, but we've had offers to do other stuff and more advanced stuff and things like that. And we've passed on them a little bit. And that's why it does get frustrating on the critical side, especially when they do it in the middle of a race, right? Like right. you walk up to the booth and they're, you know, like the race directors have to deal with that a lot. And it's just like, you know, there's a time and a place for this, guys. And yeah. While you're talking is not the time. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> what do you want to do? Oh, I don't know. I mean, have a pretty good thing. Got on an Arizona Speedway uh, last year. So I've been doing that for a full year. Uh, we talked to a guy a few months ago, so one of us might be out the door. I don't know, me or Gary. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> have we ever heard back from that guy? That no, guy, like, that's just a Facebook page no, or something? Never, like, never has. Where'd that so. guy come from? <laughs> but, uh, well, I mean, that's I mean, that's just the industry, right? I mean, you're right. we're, all, we're all here to be replaced. Oh, yeah. You're always, you know, I mean, yeah. that's the thing, you know, now, I mean, you know, I got a few jobs in radio and, you know, it's like, man, I really want to do this. But, you know, in order to advance in your career, you pretty much got to wait for somebody to die. And I don't want to poison and, them. So and <laughs> even, and even get that, charged with their murder. And even but, that, even then you don't get a chance. Exactly. You know? You know, so so I mean, that's, you know, next guy up, you got to kind of wait. Um, but no, I mean, I don't know. I feel like, uh, I mean, what I want to do and what would be really cool to do. I mean, maybe travel with, uh, you know, USAC. I mean, that'd always be something I, I look at. I don't think they have a consistent announcer uh weekly so no they use the track announcers yeah they usually use a track announcer so i mean i'd like to travel with those guys i mean that's always kind of been something i wanted to do i'm a big sprint car guy i love the sprint cars um i know a lot of people hate that i love the sprint cars and they don't think i devote enough time to other divisions <laughs> well, but you, i do you've changed on that i mean yeah. you i mean if, if it's good racing it's good racing. up until i would even say beginning of this year you you were it was like you had a different aura to you when sprint cars were around. i mean i feel like the modifieds at it, canyon kind of sucked a lot yeah i, I mean it there, was so, i mean you get those races yeah. where it takes you six tries to get a, st- yeah. a, a good clean start in it's like I mean, come that, on, guys I mean, we're not gonna lie that, that was a joke about you was, you know where's jason at oh, you know where he's at sprint cars are here sprint cars are in town oh, jason's going you know, but that's we can sprint cars but that is the other side of it too is you know the racing has gotten better at least this year if not last year too but definitely this year across the board that we don't really have a bad division that you have to call it all you know on that and it seems like the drivers have become more appreciative about what you do and things like that as time has gone on uh on that type of a deal so that's good i think also i mean what you do on the video stuff i mean you know get out here cranking these out i mean you you tag everybody 
so people see it and they like they love it so yeah and it you know and that's the whole point of this is i mean with you everybody is to promote you guys and you know every every everybody in there every tom dick and harry that can record a video wants to charge you you know five ten dollars or to whatever to watch the videos and and i fully support that on the national level Right. You know, with our friends at Speed Chef, with Dean Mills and those guys on that. I just more on the side of promoting you guys, you, the dracers, the tracks and everything on the local levels for right. the local shows. Man, we got to pump that out here and make it exciting. That's the thing. Uh, like, I mean, so. if you're out there covering a race that, you know, pays 10 grand. Yeah, by all means, charge money for your stuff because that's that's a race people want to see, right? Yeah, well, those national but, events need to be pay per view. To right. be honest with you, because that just adds a little bit of an excitement to it. But a local, but you if know. you're charging ten bucks to watch people, yeah, race a three hundred dollar to win bomber main, like well, that's not helping <laughs> get anybody, over yourself, you know? you know? Yeah, that's not helping anybody out, you know. But I, at the same time, Jason, not everybody has money, so I hear you. Yeah, some people have to charge stuff. I get so. you. I get you. But you know, it's just you know, it's important to you know, like I said, from at least the video side on that on there so so you know you have this podcast you have the main event podcast that we do together we have the production company that we're trying to roll out some other stuff on coming up here that hopefully will be exciting coming up uh and that type of stuff so i mean is that where you kind of want to go on with the side of the announcing side or you want to continue down the radio path what's the i, I what's feel the like there? so you know when i was in the air force don't like, don't get yourself in trouble with that radio no thing, so like when i was in the air force i mean they, <laughs> they call the crew chief the jack of all trades master of none and i kind of feel like i like knowing a little bit about everything you know because i mean i think you know in the world of you know not just you know race announcing but you know broadcasting in general you've got to know what this does you've got to know what that does you know it's not just give me a microphone i gotta know what the board's doing i gotta know what adobe's doing i gotta know all that stuff just for a podcast you know i gotta know what the camera's doing you know when i go to a racetrack and i you know you're up there like, hey, what's this do? I mean, I remember last year, when we first got the camera, like, uh, what do I do here? I was like, ah, just turn it on, set these things right here, and then click and shoot. And you're like, okay. Let's do it. And that's pretty much what it was. And then, you know, we had a, the 16-year-old czar of camera come in and teach us everything. I, I got better. I got better after the first couple of weeks. Oh, of, no, like with the Google and everything. I mean, gosh, such a great tool. But Right? But even then, I mean, you know, Riley comes in. He's like, oh, no, you're doing this. Yeah. Like, oh, what? Okay, well, yeah. Because, I, I mean, I felt like, you know, I took a lot of that stuff for granted when I was in school in Illinois where it was a, uh, you know, I was like, I want to be on the radio. I want to do this. So when the camera stuff came around, I was like, yeah, all right, cool. Yeah, whatever. And now looking back, I'm like, okay, crap. Now, you know, we have this expensive camera. I got, I know a little bit about how to use it. So yeah, here's, here's what you got there, Steve, go up and do it. And then luckily we found him and He's kind of taken off, coming off on his one-year anniversary, right? Yeah, yeah, coming up soon here because it's coming up on football season. That's when we needed him for me. So, yep, Michigan State, ASU. Yep. So, but, but like the, um, yeah, I mean, so yeah, it's it's always good to have everything, but at the same time, you got to make money, right? Right. Have a career, or something. So, on that, so so Jason, did you survive? I survived. Oh, we done? Do you want to be done? Is that, is that all you got? Is that all we got? I don't know. We didn't even talk about what a you know doing drag racing and stuff. Not well, because you hate that man. Yeah, it wasn't, All right. it wasn't that good. All right, let's do it. Uh, drag racing's boring. Let's, let's bring down the interview process dra- dra- here. Dra- drag racing's really boring, people. I mean, if you, if you like drag racing, hey, that's your thing. By all means, go for it. But what was that racetrack name? Announcing it, Route sixty six. Sixty. I was going to call it Chicago ninety nine. <laughs> Chicago ninety nine. There you go. Route sixty six. So you did drag racing for what a year, year and a half? A year. 
Yeah, you're in change. So one reason I didn't bring it up is because you don't like it. But then two, if I may put words in your mouth, I'd watch you do live video from there and it looked like you would rather stab your eyeballs out than do it. Yeah. So what? It wasn't my live videos, by the way. It was yeah, somebody well, else's somebody, whoever's it was. Tag. Yeah. So like you would be like, well, my and he scored thing, uh, four seconds on that run. Well, my main thing with that is the reason I wanted to get there because that was ISC on track, which, you know, ISC, they own mm-hmm. ISM out here. You know, I was thinking bigger picture. Here's what I, you know, big goal in life is, you know, it'd be awesome if I can get on MRN or PRN doing NASCAR races. And, you know, that'd be awesome. So how do I do that? You know, and I felt like, you know, the crazy thing about me and my, you know, just kind of announcing career, I went out to Kevin Montgomery and I said, hey, you looking for someone? I'm your guy. I went out to Jonah Trussell, said, hey, here, you might be looking for someone. I'm your guy. Same there. I went to the head of Chicagoland Speedway Route 66 Raceway in Scott Paddock. I said, hey, Scott, looking for someone? I'm your guy. And just that's kind of what I did. Like I emailed him. Like worst I mean, you always say, "What's the worst I can say?" No, and yeah, yeah. You, no, nobody's gonna promote you like you're gonna promote yourself. Exactly. So, so uh, I kind of got you know doing that, and I mean, it was fun. I met some good people doing that stuff, and I got to do the stuff when NASCAR came to town, which is kind of what I was shooting for with that when they came to town. Yeah, you got to do the interviews. Their with, yearly with, trip with guys you know. I, yeah, you interviewed. What, I told Ricky them Stenhouse I was like, "Give me the dirt, guys." You know, so I had yeah. you know Stenhouse, Chase Briscoe, and. Larson, Jeff Burton did some stuff with him. So, I mean, that was fun uh, during NASCAR. But the regular weekly drag racing stuff, when it's going, and it's like back to back to back, it's like, all right, cool. Yeah, it's when somebody we're, we're crashes going. that it's but, that awful. Well, when somebody crashes, I just play music and I go oh. in the other room and watch TV because you got it. <laughs> I mean, especially ISC own track, yeah. uh, you know, corporation, you've got to make sure it's completely safe to race on again. Yeah. So, I mean, there's times when somebody laid down a bunch of oil like the first run i remember we had some <laughs> first run it was like one of those little jap car shows you know like what do they call those things rice burners sure it was one of those deals they call them exotics i, I or don't whatever. know what is pc jason yeah yes. i don't think rice burners pc <laughs> but you know what I, mean. I, I know what you're talking but about. we all know what it is so you know these guys out there is little front Modif- drive, modified whatever. hondas yeah there we go and he you know, takes that thing up and it slams the ground after doing a wheelie and it oil just everywhere and it's you know i mean you're a drag racer i mean it's nice synthetic oil that's you know yep. gonna bleed into that track and so, so you were calling not just the hot rods you were calling just the local friday night racing yeah so we would do like practice nights usually on friday yeah. night which for that like you don't know like you would get some of the drivers would, would show up yeah and uh, on like our system, because I didn't, it wasn't one of those things where I did it like I did the dirt track where I went and walked the pits because I would literally get there at, you know, 730 in the morning and we'd start racing at eight. Oh, yeah. It'd be like eight to five. So it wasn't one of those things where I got there at 530 in the morning is, hey, I got to go get information on these drivers <laughs> and what class, like, because they had that in the system, like, hey, here's so-and-so, if they gave their information, they gave information, like, I didn't do, put a whole lot of thought into it and work, um, and I'm kind of glad I didn't, because I didn't know anything about drag racing or anything like that, so, but if I saw a car that had, you know, oh, they have a Summit Oil sticker on them, <laughs> hey, Summit Oil, you know, sponsors the car, like, whatever. Lucas Oil. Yeah, and um, so I would kind of do it like that but they had the screen that had the names we just had you know the lanes oh they're in the only thing i had to worry about for my end was the track sponsors oh yeah so, and, and the terminology because it's not a winner circle yeah it's not a winner circle 
What is it? It's something. Victory else. Lane. Victory Lane. There you go. Yeah. And then isn't don't they call the right lane the left or it lane? Is a winter, winter something circle. different. Uh, so we had sponsors for our lanes. So we oh, had like yeah Mountain Dew Lane and Toyota okay, Lane or something yeah. like that. So we're like oh in the Mountain Dew <laughs> or no Mellow Yellow. That was the ooh. Yes. They drink Mellow Yellow. Oh God, that Mellow is Yellow. Not Mountain Dew, Jason. Mellow Yellow is the worst thing ever. Uh, God bless them for sponsoring the series, but God, that's the worst thing ever. Um, but yeah, like in the Mellow Yellow lane is so and so, and in the Toyota lane is so and so. So we do that. I mean, like you said, if there was a wreck, I just go in the next room. We got our press room, and I just watch TV. And like NHRA drag racing is like one of the coolest events there is, right? Because zero to whatever in that fast. And then right back down to nothing again is like just amazing to watch. Right. And then especially out here, you know, we might have a hundred degree day and then the track gets all sticky. So they have to water down right. and they have all that prep time in between. And it just is a kill. That's why when you watch it on TV, you know, it's always taped delayed and it's always exciting looking yeah. because it's like fat, you can't right? watch it live because you're not going to get it. Like you have to watch it where it's run after run after run yeah. and like going to it. It was literally like, cause I actually, I, you know, when the HRA came, they like put me out like, all right, Hey, you know, do this or do that. And then they just gave us tickets. They're like, all right, cool. So you can just come out Saturday and Sunday. Here's some like, tickets. Get out of here. So I went out Saturday louder than but Jesus, that that was the first time those, I've been to a racetrack where I actually had to get earplugs. Those big boys are sucked, allowed. You know, watching yeah. you know, those top fuel guys go. Yeah. And it was one of those things that, you know, like you said, that run, run, get over, you're waiting. It's like, what the heck? And then, you know, they and then they do that thing where they roll out and then they have to be backed up. Yeah. And then they sit there for another five. Yeah, they have, to, they have to get staged and all everything like that. So, man, yeah, no, it was it was rough. It was rough. So, yeah, it's one of those things that, I mean, I'm glad I don't do drag race anymore. I mean. Yeah, but you did it. Yeah. You learned it. If Casey needs me out there, Wild Horse Pass, I guess. Yes. I'll, I'll do yes, it. Mr. Buckman is out there. So, after after all that, you're like, I'll do it. Yeah, if you need me, Casey, I'll do I'll it. I'll be out no. there. So, you went to broadcasting school, did all the uh, fun stuff there, radio television tv uh, did you, some, uh, you did some videoing of uh some of wrestling stuff yeah i did some video of wrestling <laughs> stuff what you go back and find that or you just remember, remember? I, I, I actually just remember all well, that. you have a good memory i uh, do i do actually <laughs> i do uh yeah did some uh south I, bend cubs games as well. i have stalked you for many a times nice so one what was it like driving from chicago to south bend every day down that south around the lake well it wasn't every day of, oh, i mean but every time you went that's kind of a heck of a drive two that was the year the cubs won the world series right so my first year out there i started school and it wasn't so the next year was the sports emphasis with the cubs in the world series um so my first year out there you know i go to school we start doing you know whatever college broadcast station and then every now and then there'd be stuff like hey we're gonna send you out on this you know we got some passes for this deal so like a bears watch party for the draft and then uh, we went out and did the uh you know, that was the year the Cubs won the World Series. So that was like big around town. Everybody loved the Cubs. So for the, you know, four White Sox fans that were <laughs> at the school who were like, F the Cubs, you know, can't stand <laughs> them. Right. You know, there was, there was none of that whole, well, it's Chicago sports. You know, there, there'd be one of those guys like, I'm just happy it's Chicago team one. Like, F you, you're not a real White Sox fan. <laughs> and uh, like, hey, they hate each other, man. Like, it's literally like no joke. And, you know, it was one of those things where we went out and did the parade and the guys, uh, these like media credentials go do the parade and everything like that. And you just put a camera up 
people don't care where you're from. They will get in front of that camera yes. and they will sing that Go Cubs Go song. And that's all I had people do. I was like, just sing the song. You know, and I was standing out there like I could not leave soon enough because it got boring and it got hot and it got tiring because we were out there like 430 in the morning. I mean, there are people just already. Did you have special? Lost. Did you? Have, well, it's Chicago. Did you have special access with that media pass? Like, did you we, have a special area? We didn't. We didn't get like the full like, hey, you can go here because they were like, oh, these kids are just students. They're going to be, you know, trying to suck anything Rizzo's dong, you know? Like, well, I mean, because usually on parades, right, they have like that one area like right. close to the middle. Where so, yeah, like we, we had is. that deal. We're over by the middle. And then like once the other thing got started, you know, they were like, we want this perspective. We want that perspective. I was like, oh, my gosh. So like me and my buddy, <laughs> me and this dude, I was like, look, dude, just wrap up. Let's go down the street. Let's go eat some hot dogs and <laughs> wait for the other guys to get done. And they were down like in the thick of everything yeah. and we couldn't get down there just because the crowd was just so massive. I was like, I'm not going to walk all the way over there just to get there for five minutes and be done. Exactly. So I was like, because it was at Millennium Park. So I was like, dude, let's just go down the road. We'll eat some hot dogs, some subs, whatever. Yeah, that's you know? not an easy place to get and to. And uh, we'll call it a night. That's not an easy place to get to. Yeah, looking back, I'm surprised we even got it and we were able to park and everything because that place <laughs> right. was crowded. We got out there like 4.30 in the morning Yeah, and it was just packed of drunks. So you did pregame, right, and postgame for the South Bend Cubs? Yeah, so for the South Bend Cubs, the next year was our sports emphasis thing uh, class, which now they got a sweet deal. The uh, Meyer League Independent League Chicago Dogs is actually out there like 20 minutes away from the school. So they have a sweet deal with that now. Oh, but so are they that, doing the Cubs too or no? No, I think they're just doing the dogs. Oh, but they would send us out to uh, South sense. Bend uh, every homestand and we'd go out there and they put us up in a hotel or not a hotel, but an apartment out there. Uh, first time I was out there, it was a hotel because the apartment caught fire <laughs> yeah, caught and burned right. down. Um, <laughs> didn't burn down, but caught fire. Um, so they would put us out there, which is pretty cool. And you know, just get out for a week. Roughing it, I guess you could say. I mean, we literally had like small, danky ass couch with a TV, <laughs> nowhere to really sit. And there's like I mean, you were seven the, of us that were there. Yeah, but you were at the field more. I mean, you're basically like a baseball player at that point where yeah, you're like, at the field we were more at the than field you are at the thing. In the morning. Yeah. It'll depend on what time the game was. I mean, I loved it when there was a day game because we'd get done and be like, all right, cool, let's go out and check out South Bend. A little bit because those minor league games they take forever. I know, and go. it's just four hours later. Like, what the heck? We gotta go, man. Like, so did you go see Touchdown Jesus? Uh, no, went to. Uh, they were doing all that construction over there in Notre Dame. Was down oh, there. that's right. They were redoing all so that. So I didn't really yeah. get like too much in that, but uh, went up to Champions a little bit. Partied uh, Wednesday nights for a twenty-five cent wing night and twenty-five cent Miller High Life. So that was a <laughs> that was a fun time. That's one thing about that area, man. They they give you cheap alcohol if you want it. Oh yeah, it's I mean it's garbage stuff, but whatever, man. Hook me up with some yeah, my life. It's amazing. They don't do that out here in the West. No, I wish they would. <laughs> Unless you're in Vegas, right? But even Vegas doesn't even do that. Yeah, anymore, you might be able so. to get like a fifty cent drink for an hour or something. But <laughs> no, nah, man, those twenty five cent Miller High Life nights on Wednesday. Yeah, we would because uh, most Wednesdays would actually be a day game. Or it'd be like a. Uh, they would do like kids day. So it'd be like a 10 o'clock start. So I, re I remember you were always like the pregame because I'd watch that and mm -hmm. everything. But then did you actually get to interview players and everybody too? Or was that? Yeah, there were a few players that they had us do that we got to uh, interview and whatnot. I, so with everybody else or private access because you were the. Uh, it was like just us like during that day that we do dugout interviews and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Okay. So in game. Yeah. So like Wyatt Short, he's a really cool guy. Um we actually still follow each other, still text each other out here, you know, hang out whenever. 
I see if you're still back there, you could be doing Addison Russell right now. I know, right? Well, he's, is, he's he, in is he in South Bend? He's in Iowa. Yeah, he's in Iowa, right? Um, if he can ever play when his equipment shows up. Right. Um, <laughs> on that, so. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, uh, you know, you've got a late start on your career because of your military service to America. Fixing the planes. I always make fun of you because I go, yeah, you, you put bolts back in place. Hey, whatever. Still get them fixed. College right. degree to break them. High school degree to fix them. <laughs> yeah, I love the sayings. Yes. Um, do pilots have to have college degrees? I thought they just could go to, they had to go to officer school, but. Yeah, I think you have to like have a degree. Oh, really? Yeah. So you go to college first, get your degree, and then go? Or you can go if you go to like Air Force Academy. Well, that's well, the same yeah, thing, yeah. So. That's what I mean, because you have, to, go to, right, you have yeah. to qualify for officer school to get it, right? Yeah, like they're like intern interning is like going out to like basic training like cadets go out to basic training <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah like when i went through basic training there was like we had this cadet it was a pretty cool little dude or whatever not not a total douchebag not yet not yeah. until he got his wings right and they gave him a cool nickname you gotta get the wings first if you're just a regular officer you don't get a cool nickname like there's yeah i know there's, you, there's yeah, officers no, who you, don't fly so yeah 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 no oh, yeah you don't get the cool nickname i, I don't know <laughs> well first of all i don't know how it works because all my knowledge on nicknames comes from top gun and that was the navy but you have to earn your nickname yeah you don't like with how you fly so just because you get your wings doesn't mean you get a nickname well, you still like have how to you fly yourself. or like most of them they do like it's just what somebody gives you like if hey we're gonna call this guy like we had one guy who when he smiled he looked like joker yeah, if they call so they'd be like, "Hey, Joker." Yeah, yeah, whatever. And yeah, you, know, you get some weird names and be like, "Oh, that's a weird nickname." He's like, "Oh, well, you know, back when I was eight, you know, I did this, you know." I'm like, "Oh, why they call you shit pants?" <laughs> yeah, well, back when I was back back when I was partying eighteen, man, I shit my pants, so they just call me shit pants. So, some people <laughs> like, have cool nicknames, some people don't. Right. So <laughs> most of them are cool. So we we covered that area that I was going to avoid, but you wanted you wanted to definitely cover avoid. it. So. Oh, I didn't know. I I thought. I thought you were going to get in depth with that area. Oh. You didn't. Um, well, like I said, the reason I didn't was you didn't like the drag racing very much, but, um, you know, but more importantly, it's just leading to what, how you got into the thing and then coming out, you know, on this side of it on there. Cause that's just fluff. 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 Fluff is what we call it. We don't that. need fluff. We want to get hard hitting here. Like I said, we make you cry or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> make so. me cry. When you're, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Wait, tell me about your first dog dying. How did it make you uh, feel? <laughs> well, my first dog, Pippi, she actually ran away to die. Um, so we didn't see it in person. So, yeah. Did your sister name that dog? I don't know. No. Because we had Pippi back name, when I was a baby. I think my dad named dog? Pippi. Oh, okay. But Pippi Longstockings was a thing back then. You, you didn't name it, I'm assuming. No. I was like, and you grew up where? Two. Texas. Burleson, Texas. I was reading something the other day of somebody famous that's from Burlington. Kelly Clarkson? Is she from there? Yeah. Do you not know her? I uh, so she actually uh, did my uh, high school tour. What does that mean? Like, oh, she did. School, like, when you, you would, did in the middle high school, school they would like, hey, here's what you have to look forward to in high school: stay in school, kids. Um, and Kelly Clarkson actually gave me my <laughs> high school tour. Was that a was that a pep talk in Podunk, Texas? Yeah, uh, pretty much. Kids yeah. stay in school. Yeah, stay in school. Because of all my tours, I had to do was, and even like now with like my kids going through this, you know, Ethan just went to is in middle school now, and we did the tour. Like nobody once said, "Stay in school, kids." Well, I mean, it wasn't is that, like is that a that is, verbatim, is, but is that, that a it was thing? one of those things in like seventh grade or something like that. 
they took us out and they said, hey, you know, we're going to show up to the uh, high school. It's like a kind of like a field trip or whatever. And they would have like she was like just, just a principal kiss ass or whatever. And had, they had, like, that the, didn't surprise me. The aides and stuff like that. And uh, she would wear like pajamas and stuff to school. That didn't also yeah. didn't surprise me. So she never did the makeup. Like, what you got? Like, she never, phew. she did that for the show and then she went right back to not yeah. doing that stuff again. So, so um, yeah. yeah, no, it was somebody else. It was some dude or some sports guy or something that said he was from. I was just reading it the other day. Huh, I don't know. I have to look at if that. I, if I cared, I would have uh, paid attention. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> what the heck? Was it me? Where? Yeah, yeah. yeah. By the way, um, your Wikipedia page says that, um, you know, you, you don't you don't watch movies, but you like trolling people on Facebook about their movie reviews. Hey, you. we talked about that review, all right? That was not... I, I was thrown under the bus. See, so this is the text I get from Matt after that. So, story here for everybody listening... Steve wouldn't watch. What would you watch? Highwaymen. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Once upon a time in Hollywood. And I gave her. Somebody asked. Somebody asked me. Dean Mills asked for, for my review. review. We know Dean. Dean. Dean asked for a review, and you gave your review. So Dean, Dean who was off working, Indiana Sprint Week or something, or you know, someplace K and M or something. Yeah, he was up in Iowa doing. Yeah, a, so whatever. he asked for my review after seeing it. And I felt, and I, I'll be honest, I felt a lot of pressure giving Dean my movie review. because yeah, Dean sees a lot of movies, yeah. too. Dean, Dean's a big movie guy, too. And, like, you know, you don't want to disappoint him with lack. But at the same time, I couldn't say a lot about the movie because it's typical. It's called Once Upon a Time. Like, he fictionalizes the history of it. So, like, I can't say stuff because I'll ruin certain parts of the movie, you know. So it's hard. So whatever I don't even I didn't see what you put like I didn't watch it oh so Rachel by the way real quick Rachel Starr is from Burleson, Texas she uh, has appeared in such film as oh, in Milf Hunter yeah porn stars like it big that's what I just gonna say adult slutty adult life happy star. life a dream come true so which the big is not spelt like you would think the um, big the big question Jason is did you know her no <laughs> Why not? I, I, I wish I did uh, Rachel Starr we'll, we'll look it up maybe that's not her real name but no so Steve gets his review on this movie I didn't see the review or anything like that and you know I'm talking to one of our other one of our mutual friends Matt who's like man you see Steve's movie review I was like what no he's like yeah he said it was Leo's best performance in a while didn't he win an Oscar his last performance I was like I don't know he's like well I don't know Steve well enough to post that I was like I'll post it then first so of all, all I do is just Google Leo whatever Oscar I see a picture of him I share I was like best performance in a while that was two movies ago and then you go in and then Matt comes at me with it Matt starts attacking me too like Matt Uh, literally that was the best part starts attacking me and then I had to call him out and then the other day I I texted him something about uh, going to fall baseball games out here I was like, hey, man, the we don't fall go. league. Well, not fall, but uh, like the summer league because they're out oh, playing yeah, right yeah, now in the backfield. Yeah. I was like, hey, we don't got enough you know, Arizona league games. And he goes, yeah, I would. But, man, I can't go anywhere right now. I was, I was in an accident the other day. Somebody threw me on the bus. <laughs> I was like, you <laughs> threw me under the bus first, you a-hole. So you guys are fighting over a stupid movie re- review. Yeah. Because I stated my opinion. First of all, I know it's a racing project. he was project. too scared. I know. First of all, really, Matt? Like, come on. You you know me well enough that I could seriously not care. But the reason I came at you so strong was I know you don't watch movies. And you're not going to see this movie until, like, months from now when right. you're just on TV sometime. And I am not a Leo fan at all. I hate 90% of his movies. Can't stand them. Titanic was great. Still my fave. So... 
like that was my whole point in the best thing in Leo, you know. And the only reason he run in, won an Academy, Academy Award for that movie is because he got raped by a bear, and Hollywood likes that stuff for some reason. So you didn't know that happened. I watched yeah. Longshot the other night, last night, actually. What do you think of that? Oh, uh, for a racing podcast. We can talk about that later. I liked it. it was I thought it was pretty good. I saw yeah. it in the theater. Yeah. But no. Uh, yeah. Anyways. Uh, Beth, uh, Seth Rogen movie in a long time. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. <laughs> You're not going to throw an Oscar nod at me on that one. <laughs> no. You should have got an Oscar. So, yeah, so you survived. A little history of Jason. I got an announcing. Don't be afraid to come talk to him at the racetrack. If you have a beef with him, just don't wait for me to talk to you. Don't be afraid to come and talk to me about your beef with him because yeah, I, everybody talks to you about my beef. Like that's another thing. Like, if you're at the racetrack, talk to me. Which like, is I, I don't know why people like oh man, like, I'm gonna which go is tell, I'm gonna tell Steve how I feel about Jason. Which is funny because most of the feedback you get on me is like oh we don't know that guy. That guy never talks or whatever you know. Right. And then and then they have a problem with you and all of a sudden it's like hey hey uh can do you know can you tell him to not do this or that and I'm just like can you tell him to pronounce my name like this and I'm like what? Right. <laughs> like he he's just he was just right here. You guys could have told him. So like that stuff funny. I don't mind. If somebody's like oh hey you pronounce my name wrong. Like, okay cool. Like how, how, yeah, say how do you say it? I'll write it out. You know like I don't know when I get a name I do it phonetically or whatever the heck they say and take it from there. But the stuff that like people were like oh man they were like saying stuff to you that I did that pissed them off that's like the <laughs> weird part about it like what like what I do like I don't even know what I did uh, it's so great I love it when that like, happens man, you pissed off so and so I was like yeah. what I do like I don't know you did it no, yeah, all right, I'm no. like I don't know but they're pretty mad at you <laughs> but no so I survived you survived um I don't do you survive? I may tag. I may, you know, I'm gonna pat myself on the back. I'm not a bad interviewer. No, not a bad. As long as I prep you, myself. You can tell right. you're reading it. Got to have the conversation flow. Well, I wasn't reading. I was just throwing out questions. I didn't. Right. You can tell you're looking like, oh, next question, stuff like that. Well, I'll show you my notes and show you what I have, and you'll see that I wasn't reading it. Okay. So. <laughs> but um, well, no, because I wanted specific questions. How do you? You know, that, that was the whole thing is I right. wanted I wanted a question base because I talk to you all the time. Oh, no. And there's stuff that I say that I, you know, when we do, when we do interviews with other people, I'm like, oh, man, I want to ask them that, but I didn't write it down. Yeah, so I forget. So forget. So, yeah. That was my point. So like I actually, you know, didn't put I put all the basic just basic things I wanted to talk about on there. And then you just, you know, instead of instead of bringing you to it, you might as well just ask the question. You know, whose interview was this? It, it was yours. I'm sorry. Golly. On the race podcast. All right. Well, thanks, Steve. I appreciate Ruben Morales. We'll have him next week so we can ask him about his career. It started when he was like 12. Well, he's like 16 now, right? <laughs> yeah, right? I don't know. He's not. <laughs> he's, he might be 20. 19. No, he's 21. He, he's, he, he's boozing he it up. 21? Yeah, turn 21. So he's boozing it up. Yeah, 21 means you can booze it up, right? Yeah. Everybody? <laughs> booze it up. That's what you got to do. You should have asked those questions about Jason. <laughs> so looking ahead to um, this weekend, man, uh, not a whole lot. Dark Arizona. again. Dark again. But uh, Tim Ward, man, he's in Eldora. So the Mesa Missile is uh, driving Eldora, the truck race. They have practice tonight. They used to race on Wednesday night. Yeah, who's he running uh, with? I was getting ready to pull that oh. up. I'm, why'd you have to ask me just now? Ah, because uh, because I'm good at asking questions. It's the uh, the 08 car. I know that much. 08 <laughs> truck, not car, but 08 yes. truck. That's what Tim Ward will be uh, driving. Um, 
And this is the big dirt Eldora truck race. Yep. So let's see here. Oh, it's just zero eight. Let's see here. I saw the owner for it at some point. Probably I mean, it's nobody. I don't want to say big name, right? It's nobody big name. It's a. Yeah, I mean, it's a small, yeah, small type team. Guy. Well, no, um, that's exciting for Tim, right? Tim right. Ward, that's good for you, buddy. And uh, he also got the call to make the All Star race. So. Is that the uh, IMCA? Uh, yes, which I'll uh, drop that list for you here and let you know who all made it. Do we have out a of final Arizona? Ah, eh, we got most of it done. Man, Tim Ward, he's always rocking out some uh, pretty sweet shirts and stuff like that. So let's see, man. I do not know who the heck Cart Idaho. That probably just a trailer. I saw it the other day, man. They, they, it's all right. They put everything up Sorry. on this All Star. I voted for Tim Ward, so I'm having to go through yeah. run through all these. So right now, sorry, Tim Ward. We can't pimp your uh, guy Pena this week, but go well, out there, and that's tomorrow night, right? Now? Yes, tomorrow night. So practices tonight. Um, they got two practice sessions tonight. Tomorrow night is the big race, so they qualify, do heat races, and all that stuff. Um, he actually big. practiced out at a Sport Park Raceway uh, last week and just get the truck used to being on dirt and just used to you know driving something like that on dirt. So Yeah, the center of gravity has got to be completely different. And speaking of Dean Mills, he's out working that filming this weekend out there. So, yeah. so that was always fun. Yeah. Uh, I went out there a few years ago and got to uh, do that race. Yeah, that's that's actually one. Uh, you know, everything everything goes back to Tony Stewart, doesn't it? Right. But that's actually one track I'd like to see, but not because of the dirt racing on there. I'd like to see this. I know, I know, he's pimping pretty hard to get a, you know, NASCAR stock car race out there. I don't. I think know. it'd be awesome if they. I know a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to do a cup race. I think it'd be awesome if they did like an Xfinity race. You'd have to do Xfinity before yeah. you got the cup, but I think. I think so too. If only because we've had this talk before. But you the only get, thing is, though, you have to space out. You, I don't think you do truck race and expanded race just because the pr- no, amount of prep do, that would have to go yeah, into the that. Track would be like you couldn't trashed. do a two day show like that. Yeah, you'd have to give the track time to. And it's remarkable they do two day show. I mean, they have those big block modifieds out there tonight, and mm-hmm. those things they run, man. Along with the practice, like it's gets pretty crazy. Yeah, I think it would be pretty fun to see that, just because, just uh, like you said, I mean, those those trucks are tiny, you know. When you see them on TV, they look big. I think we had this discussion on one race um, out here. Um, you know, they look tiny on, you know, they look huge on television when you're watching them go around on TV. But when you see them in person, man, they're, you know, basically clown cars, you know? Yeah. So to see those out on the dirt would be in person would be pretty uh, exciting to see. Yeah, so. it was pretty cool. Uh, for where we were, we had, you know, the infield pass and everything, garage pass. And we stood up on top of the media center and just kind of watched the race from uh, the infield. So. Yeah, so that was pretty fun and exciting. So Tim Ward tonight or tomorrow night? Well, tonight too. I mean, get that thing dialed in. I remember back when this race was like a big deal. They actually had practice that they would show on TV. Now they don't anymore. And last year there was something came up. They had to do on like Fox News Business is what the race showed on. But yeah, I'm surprised on FS1 this this year. So I'm surprised. Aren't they? They're not. They're not NBC right now. Oh, Fox is all trucks are all Uh, always Fox. Well, yeah. you know, one of those weird Fox, but Fox is weird right now because they sold off all their entities to Disney and other companies. Yeah, but they so. didn't sell off the main entities like so yeah, Fox. Yeah. Well, FS1, that's what I mean. It's that's still good I mean, to go, so. but like all the local Fox sports. Yeah, yeah, but they have all the other stuff that they could throw it on to kind of do it. I'm surprised they don't because it's better than what else they're probably showing tonight. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Where you got freaking 
around the league baseball. Well, no, got trade deadline talk, so I guess that'll be pretty good. Trade deadline. <laughs> they got the Democratic day two uh, thingy tonight. Yeah. But then getting ready for football tomorrow night, which football is the thing is against, yeah. against why Eldora. Go, why do the racing up against football? Yeah, Come on, people. But uh, no, real quick, um, This is I'm taking this from Rowdy Briggs. Uh, looks like there's only a few guys who they're giving Western ties to here. Uh, just guys that we know who got voted in to the Fast Shafts All-Star Race at Boone. Uh, Ricky Thornton Jr. Of course. Of course, right? If he didn't make it, uh, it'd be a travesty. And uh, Tim Ward. They're the only two? that Yeah, that we know of. Um, I guess Braxton Yeager, not too sure where he's from, um, but I guess they did classify he's him. He's not from here, but they he's... They classified him as a Western driver yeah, but as he's, well. He's, he's from he like... California, yeah, like Yuma? Like, where is he racing? I yeah, he's I one know. of those... Like in between states, they classified him as West. I'm so, not sure where. Kind of shocked Zach Madrid didn't uh, get the call, but I guess they are still calling people, so who knows? So yeah, I mean, it all just comes down to people voting, and you know, it went from seven to seven tomorrow. I know Gasol Productions page picked I mean, it out. I know eight, I think. Yeah, so twenty eight drivers get voted. Yeah, I know so. Racing with Jason podcast printed out. I know a lot of drivers. That's I saw a lot of drivers pimping it out, and I mean, it's only seven to seven on one day, and. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, 10 to 10 in central time zone, that's a little easier to vote because you can do it after work here. You right. get off at five. You're not going to think about yeah, voting. Yeah, that's the thing here. Like, we barely have time to do anything. Yeah, I mean, I did it. I did it right at seven fifteen in the morning just because I knew I was like I didn't I knew what I had to do yesterday and I was like I don't right. have to, I won't have time I'm gonna forget and all that stuff so I mean there's, you know it's disadvantages whatever but um, you know congratulations to the guys that made it and we have to do a bigger push next year on the, the one day voting i know i always forget when it comes up until i see it. i was like yeah it's already half the day spent like you got like an hour here of me pimping this out because voting's about to end <laughs> you did it like eight fifty four in the morning yesterday was it yeah i thought it was like afternoon i thought i did um, it when i was at work oh it said eight fifty four a.m maybe oh. maybe i'm wrong i don't maybe know maybe i did well i did because i was reminded on wednesday or the night before monday i got reminded yeah because they were like hey it. do you do this do you do that can you do this like, but i mean but I mean, that's just. I was like, the, I'll pimp it out for you. So I think when I woke up, I pimped it out when I saw it. But usually, just, yeah. I'm like, what the hell is cluttering my time? Like, first time I ever saw this, I didn't know what the hell this was. <laughs> yeah. What the hell will keep cluttering my timeline? I usually stay out of that voting stuff, but just because the sign up is just ridiculous. Well, I mean, okay. So this is just for the All Star event, which I get why you want to make it fan voting, whatever, right. whatever. But I mean, they're also going to go race the regular race. Right. So. Well, it's cool to know you at least have one main event that you're running. Yeah, well, that's the thing. You're not. You don't have to go through the alphabet soup to get up there, right. or try to, and things like that. So, because I saw Kelsey Foley is going to the regular race, right? Main Super National, so do you? Yeah, that's the Chili Bowl for modifieds. And it's a big party, so we gotta we gotta get out there one year. Yeah, I mean, just, yeah, just the racing alone's got to be pretty amazing. Seeing those guys, I mean, we all we we know Ricky Thornton Jr. We know what he can do. You know, we see a lot of see him on videos a lot out here, winning races back there and everything. And then when he comes out here, obviously he does a wax their asses. What great job here, you know. And uh, he goes back there, and you know, you know, it's just amazing to see the guys that he races with back there. And um, you know, it's almost like he's he's human again for some parts, <laughs> not not for the most part. Yes. But anyways, we are the main or we are the main event podcast as well. We are the Racing with Jason podcast. Sorry, got sidetracked there, uh, talking trade deadline. But the main event podcast will have trade deadline talk 
this week for you, along with your betting for the Hall of Fame game and some Big Brother talk. I know you're ready to talk some Big Brother. You're not ready to talk betting, but hey, you know what? There's degenerates out there. We're betting on it. Um, other than that, uh, you're listening to the Race with Jason podcast. Thanks for listening uh, to all of our fans out there, especially our one in Kenya. Uh, make sure you do give us a follow on Facebook. Let us know where you're following, where you're listening from uh, on Facebook uh, by searching the Race with Jason podcast. Also hit up me at Jason Carter 3 on Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitter. You can hit up Steve at SMAC500 on all three of those platforms as well. To get all in? Just all production.com. And, there you and go. the YouTube page for all the local videos of all the guys going to Boone to uh, race. We have them, a lot of them. Well, that's not going to, we still got a month out for that. So. I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so start studying up now. Yeah, for all you Iowa drivers, start studying up the Arizona <laughs> talent. Wax their ass, baby. <laughs> no. Uh, but you think they do that? I think they're, we're going to get a big Iowa influx here coming up now? Uh, no. No. I people aren't worried about what so and so did. And yeah, yeah. Because you know they say they watch they watch video. I don't know. Yeah, but not nope. There's nobody feeling ra- modified racing out here in Arizona no. besides us. Nope. Even in California, I don't even know if they race modifieds in California. Do they? I know I know they do, but um, you never see anything. <laughs> yeah, I know you never see anything on it or anything. So on there, but um, yeah, that and late models, which uh, I have some ideas on that. Just convincing uh, people to to get involved is the problem. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> anyway, so thanks you for listening. God bless you. God bless the troops, and God bless America.